I'm Dr. Kernan Mannion, and you're listening to Physician Interrupted. This podcast episode is entitled PHP's Critical Look, the Full Kebab of Takeaways, Key Points to Avert Career Disaster All in One Skewer. Thank you for joining us. As promised, here are the remaining key takeaways from our presentation last month, Physician Health Programs, PHP's A Critical Look. And there's a link in the article to the replay of part one of the webinar. And we're redoing part two as there was such an abundance of technological snafus that it can turn anybody into a conspiracy theorist. Our goal, provide physicians with sufficient information to make the wisest decisions. So first, a reminder why we offered this presentation We've recognized over the course of years of study and talking with cumulatively well over a thousand physicians nationwide that there are powerful forces that have life and death say so over physicians' careers. When you think about the decisional paradigm employed by medical boards and healthcare entities, such as the teaching and community hospitals, referred to as healthcare entities or HCEs, pertaining to physician clinical behavior, there are basically two paths to think about, disciplinary or impairment. You can have a disciplinary charge, for example, inappropriate prescribing, non-adherence to accepted practice norms, and unprofessional behavior, amongst many others. Or you can have an allegation of impairment affecting professional performance, we won't go here into the distinctions among illness, disability, and impairment. But make note, these are crucially important concepts. And they play a decisional role in the medical board and healthcare entity referrals to fitness for duty evaluations by the PHP, Physician Health Program Complex, and in physicians' rights under the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. We'll also mention here that there are circumstances where there is a disciplinary charge, for example, on professional behavior, and uh, there is a question of impairment. For our purposes here, to provide the most straightforward overview succinctly, we're focusing on the straight evaluate for impairment path that leads one into the PHP matrix. What we heard repeatedly is that from the time of the board or hospital's referral to the affiliated PHP, a lot happens quickly and decisions must be made regarding the PHP referral and its intake and subsequent referrals for further assessment and treatment. In many cases, the urgency may not be warranted especially in those cases where the subject physician has been coerced into signing a temporary NPA, or non-practice agreement. And it's both because of the weighty implications of any decision that the physician makes as to how to proceed, and the board and hospitals, and the PHPs as well, pressure to cooperate immediately with the PHP evaluation and its findings and recommendations, that we felt compelled to caution physicians from reflexly pursuing a course that could 
actually be detrimental to their careers and their well-being. We want them to have sufficient information regarding this generally unseen state-endorsed evaluation process so as to make the wisest decisions, being mindful of the importance of addressing legitimately addressed concerns while maximally protecting their due process, civil, and other rights. Now, key points and two disclaimers. While the points highlighted below are concise bullet point takeaways, please realize that they do not constitute legal advice. As I've said before, proclaiming nuggets of legal wisdom from me in a court of law is more likely to get you an endless menu of chicken McNuggets in a cell. And second disclaimer, while these points were collaboratively presented, the sometimes harsh commentary beneath them here is strictly mine. I do not want in any way to infer that my co-presenter endorses my critical commentary. So, first key point, ignorance or naivete is not bliss. Here's a quote. Shouldn't be too worrisome, huh? It's just a friendly peer-to-peer interview. This is the same sort of naive mindset that fells armchair athletes when they embark without sufficient preparation on a marathon. They just had no idea how grueling it would be. But by the time they're into it, there's no turning back. What can be so bad about just going along with the evaluation? I mean, after all, if I didn't do anything wrong, there's nothing to be afraid of, right? What you don't know can, in fact, hurt you irreparably. There are many misunderstandings about what a PHP franchise is and does. Many of these are perpetuated by the PHP itself. And it's for these reasons that you've simply got to take the matter seriously and undertake full study of what the process is and how it can play out. So especially if faced with a PHP referral, give highest priority to becoming knowledgeable of what a PHP is and how it fits in the overall MRTC enterprise. If you're considering self-referral, or being coerced into a referral, learn all that you can through trustworthy sources prior to any engagement. Just as in all other judicial matters that rely on due process, you need the guidance of well-informed counsel to help you understand and protect your rights. Understand the implications of all recommendations, orders, consents, and permissions to disclose before agreeing to anything. You need to know the array of applicable legal and regulatory concerns governing PHP's assessment activities. Why is this important, you might ask? Because the risk for career jeopardy is significant. Without actively questioning, you may naively sign away your rights. There are terms that are used that you and most physicians would assume mean one thing, and yet in this administrative judicial rule-out impairment context have another dimension of meaning altogether. And it is that meaning that governs both the MRTC and your fragile rights. For example, what you think 
a contract means and what you think a contract in a PHP means may be entirely different things. In the PHP, a contract is not simply a gentleman's agreement. To uphold your rights and your access to remedy, you need to know what the governing law is on the action that was done, what its enforcement mechanism is, and what your rights and access to remedy are. Remaining unaware of the governing laws, especially those specific to physicians' rights in these unusual realms, and which many so-called licensed defense counsels seem not to understand, essentially deprives you of defending yourself on the basis of those applicable rights. Now, here's a shocking realization. The court and prosecutor do not care about your ignorance, and especially the latter may exploit it. You will just about never hear a judge say, well, you really should have argued on the basis of this or that law, not the silly one you chose. Understand what a PHP does. It's important to get down to fundamentals here. You may think you understand what a PHP is and does and what professional guidelines and legal principles it follows, and you likely don't. Understand that they conduct a variably defined preliminary assessment of an alleged impairment due to mental or medical illness substance abuse, or a behavioral condition possibly affecting clinical performance. They're conducting this assessment not for your benefit, but at the behest of a licensing or healthcare credentialing entity where you have privileges, a licensing board, a hospital. A PHP's assessment generally involves at least a screening intake by a clinician of some nature, and is often accompanied by drug testing. Such assessments comprise, or are preparatory to, compulsory FFDEs, fitness for duty evaluations. Now, fitness for duty evaluations may be governed by multiple state and federal laws, which define your duties of compliance, but are often silent on your rights. Defining whether the preliminary PHP assessment is regarded as a medical exam is critical in determining whether it is subject to laws governing medical, mental health, and substance abuse matters, and what confidentiality principles in medicine and what laws pertain. In many states, it appears that PHP's diagnostic determinations may be considered incontestable, that's right, unchallengeable and their recommendations converted by the board or the hospital, that healthcare entity where you work, to orders for immediate compliance under penalty of disciplinary action that could result in suspension or revocation of privileges or your license, your entire license to practice in that state. The implications of such are dire. Some thoughts about navigating the PHP system. It's important to develop an approach strategy at the outset, and this often calls for sounding that out with someone in the know. Let's start with your mental approach. Don't go it alone, please. It's a very dangerous neighborhood. Get guidance. Be aware of what might be asked and what you can or shouldn't answer. 
don't rely on your own innate innocence to protect you. Get informed about the nature of that PHP evaluation protocol prior to submitting to it. Now, on your preparatory or prophylactic preparation, it is vital that you actively question the referral and document your inquiry of that entity and their response. So you can ask questions so that you fully know what's entailed. It is okay and important to question a board's referral to a PHP. It is okay and important to question a hospital or healthcare entity's referral to a PHP. Each of these needs to have specific reasons for mandating such a referral. Now, this is key. Require the board or the hospital to specify in writing what is the reason for referral and what is the question that is being asked of the evaluator. Now, this is really important because if they veer from this and you are sent for a nonspecific evaluation, you may have a cause of legal action. It's okay and important to ask the PHP what is the legal nature of the evaluation or intake being conducted. And for all of these inquiries that you make accurately and contemporaneously document either their response or their non-response. Now, seek knowledgeable, experienced counsel. This is easier said than done. Do not sign anything under coercion. Particular types of expertise in this arena are required. Unfortunately, they are very sparse and hard to come by. Be prepared for the difficulty in finding counsel sufficiently versed both in the matrix of laws that may be pertinent to your case and the administrative complex adjudicating your case. Insufficient familiarity with one or both can result in decisions that have grave implications for your career, and these are major decisions. Do not sign anything under coercion or without knowing the actual legal meaning and likely consequence of each and every term in any contract or agreement with which you are presented. Peer support and knowledgeable peer guidance can be immensely helpful. These can be extremely trying ordeals, and there is no easy answer. Seek out knowledgeable peers and subject matter experts and get support and guidance. Now, keep this in mind. The PHP evaluation itself is not neutral. Whatever its stated or official designation, realize this is neither a client-centered supportive mental health consultation nor even a neutral evaluation. It is essentially a form of a fitness for duty or perhaps a more extensive forensic psychiatric evaluation. And I would add that as such, it is of questionable legal authority. And these may have profound implications for your capacity to obtain credentialed privileges again anywhere or to practice in your current state or any state. Now, Radical self-honesty, where you really spill your guts as though you were talking with a trustworthy therapist, is truly admirable. But this is not the place for such searching self-honesty. This is not therapy. 
it is not client-centered, and it is neither a neutral nor beneficent evaluation. Consider seeking an independent exam. It may be wise to seek concurrent independent tailored evaluation by a trusted, trusted entity. And if a clinically significant disorder with impairment implications exist, consider starting a self-initiated treatment and monitoring program yourself before engaging at any significant level with the PHP so that you can demonstrate that you take these issues seriously. Now, be mindful of likely drug testing and especially the inferences that may be drawn and those inferences may be incorrect. Also, be aware that some, if not many, PHPs may utilize some alcohol biomarker test that are known to produce false positives and were warned about by SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration. They strongly cautioned about the use of these laboratory-developed tests, not even FDA-approved. They strongly cautioned about their use in such a highly consequential setting. Now, keep the overall process in mind. It's critically important to commit to comprehensive contemporaneous documentation of all events relating to this PHP evaluation and all of its sequelae. Insist on having access to all relevant documentation and procedural options and document if it is not provided. It may seem a burden, but realize it's truly a lifesaver in the end, especially should you choose to contest any aspect of the process. But again, commit to extremely meticulous concurrent documentation. You should contemporaneously memorialize all relevant conversations and interactions electronically. In other words, make a note to yourself. And back up your digital folders regularly. Interactions that need to be recorded would include the initial referring entity's proffered rationale and supporting documentation to justify sending you for a medical or fitness for duty evaluation by the PHP. The intake and evaluation records of the PHP and its derivative referrals, for example, other assessment programs like the three- and four-day assessment programs in the middle country states that feature polygraph examiners, and document your concurrent commentary of all relevant matters surrounding the PHP referral. Unfortunately, you've got to be prepared for a potentially prolonged and costly ordeal. Multi-day assessments, the three- and four-day assessments. Be prepared to respond to a PHP recommendation or a board order for a costly multi-day diagnostic assessment, quote-unquote, at a facility that is, quote-unquote, preferred by the PHP and the medical board. You have the right to question the appropriateness of this order. And to have all of your questions about its nature, confidentiality, implications, your rights, financial responsibility, all of these questions sufficiently answered prior to undertaking. You need to have this understanding and they need to provide it. 
and document the non-provision of satisfactory answers. Now, thinking about PHPs in general, it's important that you maintain ongoing, informed awareness of PHP's nature. PHPs are not primary resources for help, no matter how pseudo-beneficent they may promote themselves. Don't present to a PHP for help with minor psychosocial problems, even though they may seem rather major, such as burnout. Specifically, you should never acknowledge burnout, as the PHP franchise has tried to conflate this ubiquitous stress syndrome with mental illness and patient endangerment. Being burned out could result in your being declared a danger to society, and I mean publicly declared as such. Try finding work with that label. Don't let an employer coerce you to report to a PHP on that basis or any similar frivolous basis. The employer must be clear about the reason for referral for a medical examination. They are guided by the EEOC directives on medical examinations for Title I entities under the ADA. And if they refuse to give you clear reason for that referral, this may be reportable to the enforcement entity over Title I entities, which is the EEOC, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. And it may be seen as a Title I violation of the permissible medical examination parameters. Are you currently or soon to be involved? The above pointers are critically important and need to be acted upon now. For those who are currently involved in what they believe is an unfair process, realize that you are not alone. The changes are on the horizon and that you can play a significant role in that effort to protect your and all physicians' rights. An upcoming post that I'll be doing on very recent U.S. Senate activity on ADA violations by state medical boards will highlight some very, very promising developments. So persevere, seek support and guidance, connect with advocacy organizations such as CPR and Physician Just Equity, which hosted the two-part webinar, and strive to maintain hope. Remind yourself of the critical importance of self-management. You've got to keep yourself together in order to persevere over the course of this often torturous ordeal. Keep in mind that protecting your career requires actively asserting your rights. No one is going to do it for you. Remember, this is not a neutral, beneficence-oriented enterprise. Given PHP's alliance with boards and their fitness-for-duty-oriented mission to assess potential impairment in the context of your clinical performance, by its nature, this is inherently a non-neutral and potentially adversarial engagement. I would argue that it really mandates the presence of an attorney for that evaluation. Knowledgeably asserting your rights helps other physicians beside you. The future of physicians' rights 
pertaining to board and hospital-generated PHP involvement relies upon your awareness of your full array of rights and what to do if there is a potential rights infringement. Who's got time for this, you might ask? No one. No one, actually. Certainly not practicing physicians working 60 to 100 or sometimes more hours per week. This is likely one dynamic of why docs are being pushed, unfairly manipulated, into making decisions quickly about how they're going to engage with the PHP. Because, in my opinion, this predatory, non-overseen, state-contracted, self-referring enterprise knows they can frighten you via extortion of your medical license with complete impunity. Activism is essential to promote accountability. Only with full knowledge of the rationale and workings of the current dystopian system can you take definitive action. For example, legislative action, action at your medical association level, public visibility, speaking with journalists, etc., to protect your and all physicians' rights in these MRTC-alleged impairment matters. Now, I recognize it's foreign territory for most physicians. It certainly was for me, and it has taken me almost a decade to get my hands around the immensity of it, both for those outside of clinical medicine and even for those who are in a medical practice but have no exposure to boards or their healthcare entity-mandated PHP referral policy This kind of preparation and extreme caution may seem, well, extreme. But guess what? These are extreme developments. This is one of those systems where you can't even know how much understanding you really need until you suddenly need it. You're immersed in it. And by the time you're in it, you've already been pulled out to sea in a riptide. That's why it's so important to have these pointers and our repeated encouragement to get as fully informed as possible and seek out knowledgeable, no-bullshit resources. Now, upcoming PHP is Closer Look. We're having a town hall, May 3rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're interested, there's a link in the article. So with all of that in mind, and because our webinar participants were so enthusiastic about the idea, we're going to have an open town meeting Wednesday, May 3rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time via Zoom. And yes, it is an open Zoom meeting. Everybody's camera and mic is on, and we are going to have open-ended questions and commentary about the material we covered in the webinar. So it's going to be free-form discussion about the concerns that you may have about PHPs, whether generated from the webinar or more broadly from your own experience and conversations. So if you want to register, go to the article, the corresponding article to this podcast, and click the link, and there you go. You'll be registered, and you'll get the link to sign in. I hope this has been helpful and informative to you. You've been listening to Physician Interrupted. I'm Dr. Kernan Mannion, and I hope you stay well. Hope to see you at the Open Town Meeting. Take care now.